right, so I have talked to you guys a lot about determining metrics that matter. How do we get metrics that really speak to our impact? And with a background in program evaluation, I feel really strongly that we need to start with the metrics, right? We need to make sure like, what are we tracking? And a lot of nonprofits feel like that's the end point. Like they get really clear on their purpose or their desired result for a population. They choose some key performance indicators that if they hit these, they know that they're accomplishing their mission. They feel good about that. And they even go as far to choose some key activities that they know if they focus on these things, they will hit their KPI goals. And that is all great. But then they're like, cool, we've got our metrics, we've got our activities and we're good to go. And they think they're done. But that is actually just the starting point. Okay, now you have to actually do the work and you have to track the data. You have to collect that data to see what the KPIs are. And I think a lot of times strategic plans get placed on a shelf or they get underutilized because we don't know the next step actually. Like we know the key activities, but we don't know how to collect all that data. And there's nowhere in that strategic plan that says you need to now create the systems and processes, the surveys, whatever data collection tools you need to, to report on those KPIs. Because just saying a KPI and then going off and doing your programs that you think are going to accomplish that KPI doesn't track the data. It won't just like appear how many people went through that, what percentage got something out of it that you wanted them to, right? That doesn't appear. So the data collection can be scary, but what's worse about it is most nonprofits wait until the end of the year when it's time to do their impact report, then they look back at their strategic plan, Oh, right. These are the KPIs that we need to report on. And then they retroactively try to collect all the data. They go back to the drawing board. They, okay, let's see how many people did enroll. And did we send out a survey for that? And they mod podge some data together so they can report on their KPIs. And then when they're finally done with that, they're like, you know what? Data collection is hard. It is not fun. And they crawl under their desk and they're just like, yeah, we tried to do that last year and data collection sucks. And I agree with you. I've been part of that process where I'm like, I hate KPIs because they hold us accountable. And guess what? We weren't doing what we said we would do. And so while we were doing really hard work and really good work with the community, we didn't track this data. So data collection in general gets thought about as that process of going, oh, we forgot to collect data and going back and trying to collect it all. But if you do implement the systems and processes to collect it while you're doing it and you set them up as automated as possible, then at any given time, you can access your data, you know where you are, and an impact report's like, yeah, I mean, it's basically already done for you because you've been collecting the data. So what I don't want you to do is choose amazing metrics, yummy metrics, and if you don't know how to choose that metrics, I will link a video. We'll talk a tiny bit about it, but I've gone so much deep, deeper on how to choose metrics. But in this video today, I want to talk to you about once you have your metrics, how are you collecting the data in a super easy, simplified way that makes you not want to crawl under your desk? Let's talk about it. Welcome to episode 63 of For Purpose Live, where I help you get clear, get focused, and be impactful by showing you how to step fully into that calling that you've been given without taking on that common narrative that nonprofits have to struggle. That's right. Together, we can get you in your sweet spot, using your strengths and your talents to serve this world and build a movement of support for your mission simply by living for purpose, on purpose. I'm your host, Rebecca Britt, and today we are talking about collecting impact data. So once you have those KPIs that you know that you want to track, how do we track it, okay? 
Now, before we dive in, I do want to make sure that you know about my free uh, funding one page template. So why do we collect data? Why do we collect impact metrics? Yes, we want to learn. We want to know if our programs are doing good. But more often than not, people start asking about impact data because they need to get funding or they need to write a grant and the grant asks for this and they don't have it, okay? Or they ask, what metrics are you tracking? And you're like, I don't know, we're not tracking metrics. So I have a funding proposal. It's a one pager. It's just like a quick, how do you get down the problem, the solution and the metrics you're going to track? It's free, it's a Google doc. You can edit it. I've got little prompts in there of what you should be writing down as a one page funding uh, one sheet so that you can give that out and start conversations. That is at forpurposelive.com slash page, go grab it completely free. Okay, so let's talk about tracking data. So the first thing you do need to do is choose your metrics. I'm gonna just talk about this for a minute because it's important. So my, uh, I have a professional certification in results-based accountability and that is really where I learned about how do you remain accountable to your mission? And really your mission or each one of your focus areas should have its own purpose statement. And that should say a desired result for a population. Okay, you are trying to make some type of change in the world, you're trying to solve some type of problem. And then you need to create metrics that say, how is what you're doing, doing that? Okay, your metrics should speak directly to your mission. So there's three types of metrics within that results-based accountability model, which is uh, how much, how well, and is anybody better off? So you need a metric, that's how much. Nonprofits are so good at this. How many people did we serve? How many clothes did we give out? How many sessions did we have? How many people went through our education program? How many people came through our doors? Easy, right? That's easy to count. How many people applied for an application, whatever. Those are easy to count. How well is usually a percentage of of that number and it speaks to how well you delivered the service. So um, percentage of times that we had instructors show up on time, our response time to report uh, support calls. So let's say you have 50 support calls come in your warm line over the week. What percentage of those did you respond to within 24 hours because that's your standard. So that's a how well. It kind of is an internal metric of how well are you doing on the service because if you have 50 people call into your support line, that's great, but it says nothing about whether or not you're serving them. So if you say 50 people served, but it's actually not true, 50 people called in and they got nothing. Nobody even called them back. They got a busy signal. So how much doesn't say that much about how much you did for that person or how much impact you had? Again, I say this all the time, like you can say that you fed or gave food to 2000 people, but if you gave them a rotten banana, it's not that helpful, okay? So we wanna see like how well did you do these things? And then the biggest one, the most important one, but the hardest one to track is, is anybody better off? So this would be like the percentage of people that after they got off the support call, felt like they had more resources. The percentage of people in your support groups that felt validated. The percentage of people in your education program that gained new skills, that said these skills would help them in their day-to-day -day life, would help them in their parenting, would help them while they're serving their patients. Okay, so a percentage of the people that actually could use the knowledge, the skills, the support, the resources that you gave them, and they're reporting back on that. This could also be like the percentage of people that got a job, 
this the percentage of people that were able to keep employment for a certain amount of time, okay? So now that we have this, we have a how well, um, we have a is anybody better off, and you're always gonna have that how much. Then you need to like, how are we gonna track this? And you should have a how much, how well, and is anybody better off for every one of your programs? Not just one for your whole organization, but if you do a support group, that should have metrics. If you do a mentorship program, that should have metrics. If you do a a secondhand shop or something, that should have metrics. Each one of your programs should have its own purpose and its own how much, how well, and is anybody better off, okay? So once you have the metrics, now you have to sit right there like as soon as possible set up some systems because you want to start collecting data as soon as possible because all you're going to have to do if you wait is go back and try to fill it in and it's it sometimes it's impossible you know you can't reach out to the next the last cohort um it's it's difficult you want to get people while they're right in front of you and you want to have your systems and processes in place how do i track data for beginners uh google sheets I am sorry, but if you are not like a fan or part of the Google Suite family as a nonprofit, you just should be. Um, I love the collaboration that you can use docs and collaborate with your team and share documents. Um, I love that they all talk to each other and that you can use them on your browser and that edits are tracked in real time. If you're part of uh, Google email, you can get free video uh, meetings without using Zoom. It's just everything's all in one and I I can't say enough about Google Suite. They also have Google Data Studio, which I will talk about. Uh, It's actually Looker Studio, but it is a Google product. It integrates with all of your sheets to show your data on dashboards. And I know that I'm getting farther away from the beginner side of this, but I just want you to know that even when my clients can track things in other softwares, a lot of the time I ask them to track them in Google Sheets just because of the way that we can use the data in real time. Um, Okay, so Google Sheets. So with how much metrics, this might be really easy because people fill out an application. So if somebody fills out an application, you probably want like how many people applied and then the percent that actually like enrolled. That could be good because applications doesn't mean that they actually enrolled and that's a percentage that you'd like to look at. If you're getting 100 applications, but 5% of that are actually enrolling, there's probably a reason why 95% of people are choosing not to do it. And the real reason to track any data is for learning. So for you to make your programs better, okay? As much as we want to use them for funding, it's to learn. So that's something to learn. We wanna know for how many applications, how many people actually enroll, okay? So, but if you had an application, I would want you to do it in a Google form because you can just click one thing on the Google form and it loads all of your application data into a sheet. So now you are not having to manually upload anything. You're not having to have to track it in an Excel sheet. As people fill out the application, a new row is added to the sheet automatically without you having to do it. So you can see the record count of the people that are applying, okay? Then you can use that. So say you want to go, okay, we know that 100 people have applied for this webinar. We know 100 people have registered for our online education event, like whatever it is, have registered for our event, have registered for our program. Then you can actually use that sheet. You can add columns in it. And you can say like, did this person enroll? And you just put at the top in the column, enrolled, question mark, 
You can do a drop down, yes, no. You can just do an X if they did and a dash if they didn't. Like you can make it easy, but you're tracking who out of the people that applied actually enrolled. Okay, let's say it's a support group that shows up, you know, there's several, there's six different weeks. I would put week one, week two, week three, week track attendance in there. That's fine. Okay, so let's say it's a support group. This is how many in, uh, applied. We're getting them all into our Google Sheet by just asking the form to create a sheet out of the applicants. We've now marked who who's enrolled. So now we have that data. We've now seen how many people attend. So attendance rate could be the percentage of people that actually attend. That could be a how well are we doing this? How well are we actually delivering this service? Okay, because again, if you tell funders, 100 people each cohort apply for this, that's great. But again, if five people show up and then they don't show up regularly, you're not really delivering that service well, okay? And it's up to you to get people there and incentivize people and, and do all that, okay? So now you go week one, week two, week three, week four. So maybe what you do is for your, is anybody better off metric, you want to provide people with feelings of community, feelings of belonging, you want to provide them with uh, resources. You want to provide them with reduced isolation, uh, parenting skills. I don't know, whatever you want to do. Like what is important to the cause? And you want to know what's important to the cause? Go back to the problem. What's the biggest problem that they are facing? Why is that a problem for society? That's the thing, okay? If you feel like parents really need support, if you feel like parents really need education, if they need skills, if they need to be validated, like whatever you and your heart and your great mission says is most important, that's what you need to be delivering in your support group so that you can stand behind it and talk about it like I'm talking to you about this. Like, yes, this is why this matters. Okay, this is exactly why we do this. It's not just like, oh, because it's a support group. Okay, so at the beginning, you could give a pretest. So this is five questions or however many questions you want, but keep it short. And it's about how connected do you feel to the community? Do you feel like you have a place to belong? Do you feel connected to other parents in your situation? Do you feel like you have uh, good parenting skills to deal with complex trauma or like whatever you're doing? Uh, so you can ask them these questions. At the end, they go through the six weeks and during the session while they're there or incentivize them filling out this survey because a lot of people don't do surveys and that's fine, you should incentivize it. Make it so they are like, sweet, I'll totally fill out this survey, okay? It's the exact same thing. So it's like, do you feel supported? Do you have a community? Do you feel like you have resources? And then you can compare those. So the percentage of people that went from, you know, a one to a two or a two to a three or three that increase their score in feelings of belonging, in feelings of reduced isolation, in feelings of uh, skills or education, okay? So you can compare them. Now, if you're like, Rebecca, that's not really beginner and I am not looking to do pre and post tests and comparisons, that's fine. But the reason why I bring up pre post tests is because you can pretty much say that it was your program that did it, you know? I gave them a survey right before, I gave them a survey right after, and they're doing better after the six weeks in our program. So you can attribute their success to your program. Another thing you can do is just run the program and at the end, just do a survey. You know, do you feel like this program increased your feelings of belonging? Do you feel like this program gave you skills you can use? Do you feel like this program uh, educated you in a way that you can apply to your daily life? And if they say it's gonna be yes, no, 
it should always be like yes, no, maybe, you know, you don't really want to box, pe box people in. I like Likert scale, but you can have those three questions and just do a survey at the end. And then you have percentage of people with reduced isolation, percentage of people that say they gained valuable skills, percentage of people that da 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 da. da. Okay, so this might also be like a program where kids get their GED. Okay, so applied, actually showed up. I Maybe I would do the same thing with the applications and I would do week one, week two, week three if this was like a you know, classroom setting for them to get their GED. What, what are they accomplishing? What's their progress? But then still, you can do a survey of like how supportive were we? Um, did you feel like the curriculum was appropriate for you, like anything that you think is important that you would like to gauge. But with these kids that are getting their GED, if you want to show that they actually were able to get jobs because of their GED or go on to higher education because of their GED, then what I would do is offer some pathway to that, right? Like how are we helping them build resumes? How are we helping them look for jobs? How are we helping them apply for colleges or whatever? So the more that you help with that, the more you get to keep your hands on the data, really, because you're keeping your hands on your people, you're helping them do more things, and you're understanding where they are in that progress. So you're tracking that, who comes back for added support, you know, and then you can say 80% of our students that get GEDs actually come back for support in uh, pursuing higher education or pursuing employment. So it shows them, like it gives them a winning streak to where they're wanting to come back and pursue greater things for themselves. This isn't just a GED and we're done. Okay, because people want to know about the impact and what, what is, if I give them a GED today, what does that do for them in five years? Okay, and then incentivize kids like that, especially when I say kids like that, I just mean kids that are getting their GED that might not have a car, like they might not have a way to get back to you. They might not have their phone right now. They might not have a internet access. So to be like, well, we sent out a survey and nobody did it. No, like throw a party and be like, we're given free food and, uh, you know, get somebody to sponsor something that they'd actually really want and then do little like impromptu interviews with the kids when they're at the event ask them all the same questions it's it's structured and it's intentional like how has life been what have you been able to pursue what have you been able to achieve have you gotten a job have you gotten accepted whatever just think about ways to make touch points because we so often like deliver the service and move on but we want to stay in contact we want to be able to get as many outcomes data as we possibly can. But also be true with yourself. If you are not able to collect certain data, like my population is completely transient and there's just no way after they come through our food bank or they come through our you know, shelter that we're gonna follow up with them. Just be honest about that. Say why uh, you can't follow up with them and say like that it's not important, that this service that you're offering, these are the metrics you're gonna track and that's good enough for you, okay? Um, and why that impact really matters. As long as you can articulate it and you're not stuck there going like, oh, well, we, we should be tracking people forever for the rest of their lives, but we're not because we don't have much capacity and it's really hard to... Don't feel like you should do anything. Do what you can do. So if you can track how people feel after a support group, if you can track whether or not there's changes being made in somebody's lives because you offered them food or clothing or shelter or whatever, then track it. And I imagine that you can do more than you're doing right now. Okay, so choose the metrics and then create the system. So the systems are gonna be a Google Sheet 
where you are, as soon as somebody comes in, create this into your workflows. Don't, it's not just on you. Who's ever running the program, who's ever doing the applications, tell them, I need you to set up a Google Sheet. And then monthly, you're gonna go in and make sure that these metrics, that somebody's filling them out. It might just be like, you know, I don't know, you, a manual process, like you watched how many people showed up to an event and you do have to go in and your Google Sheet might say January, February, March, and you have to say like people attended event and you just put in 14, 17, it's a manual thing. But I want you to do it monthly. One, you get to see your data, you make sure that things are being recorded. And two, you see like, huh, we got 14 people to this event, but we normally get 42, what happened? Okay, so it's like you constantly get to be data driven and that's what you need to be is impact driven, okay? So you do monthly checks, Take the data, have a data meeting. This is an accountability measure, okay? So once you've got your systems, don't forget about them. Have a data meeting every once a month during your staff meetings or if you're all by yourself, once a month, check your data. Just like you check your accounting or you categorize your expenses, just check your data. How's the data doing? What does it look like? Should we make any changes? What could the bad numbers mean? What should we do more of? And then, um, you know, be honest, respond back to your data. If the data is not good or if, or if people aren't responding to your program like you thought, get feedback, like say, hey, the data says this. Don't be afraid. There are so many nonprofits that are afraid of bad data, bad data, meaning we didn't hit the mark and not hitting the mark is like, all you have to say is like, hey, we didn't hit the mark. We want to explore the problem more than anyone and we wanna solve the problem more than anyone. So we are here to say, yikes, this is lower than we thought. What can we do to help? And that's talking to the community. That's talking to funders. It's putting it back on funders. Don't just sit there like, oh, well, if we don't say we're doing good, nobody's gonna fund us. Go to funders and saying, this is what we're realizing is the problem. People can't get there. They can't get to our supports. So we need vehicle vouchers or we need bus tickets or like whatever. But that's what you might find out through your data. And then you go back to the funder and say, you know, this all sounded great on paper to us and to you, but it's not working perfectly. And here's our ideas of how to change it. Hold people responsible. Let people understand that it's like not just that easy because we all know it's not just that easy, but data really helps us back it up. And sharing bad data and having honest conversations will get you funders bought in more than just going, it was 100% again, 95% again, okay? They wanna like know that they're solving something and that they're being productive and purposeful, okay? Hope this helps. That's how you choose your metrics. You create your systems, get your sheets out, whatever your, how much, how well, and is anybody better off? Make sure that you're tracking it in sheets. Make sure you're tracking it monthly. Go into it every month and make sure that you are doing the systems and processes, see what you can learn from it, okay? Don't forget to grab your funding one pager. That's at forpurposelive.com slash page. That is where you can plop these metrics in and also plop in all the other important things about your programs, initiatives, projects that you want to get funded. And then you can start sending these one pagers out, not only look completely like buttoned up, but also start these meaningful conversations and have somewhere to start with that conversation, all right? Thank you so much for your service to this world. Until next time.